Together, growing in faith, changing communities. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you always. Today, dear friends, I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 1 to 5. On a Sabbath, while Jesus was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked and ate some heads of the grain, rubbing them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and took and ate the showbread, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those with him. And he said to them, The Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. I also want us to read Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 to 23. Brethren, you who were once estranged and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in Christ's body the flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless, irreproachable before him, provided that you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, and not shifting from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which has been preached to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul, became a minister. There are beautiful concepts here. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus walks through the grain fields. He and his disciples are hungry, and the disciples start plucking out some heads of grain and eating. There is a need. They're hungry. And there's food. They're not stealing it. It is within their Jewish culture that at harvest, some of the grain is left. So those who are poor, those who are needy, can go and help themselves. But the question here is not about the right or the wrong of eating. The issue is when do they do it? And so the Pharisees have an issue that they are doing what is not lawful to be done on the Sabbath. They are questioning, why are you doing this on a Sabbath? 
And there's something wrong in that statement. They are keeping the law for the sake of the law. They are keeping the law because it is the law. They cannot go beyond that. And so we find people who are perfectionist. Life for them is black and white. Right and wrong. There's no gray matter. You can't make a mistake and be justified. You can't learn from your own mistakes. You can't learn through struggles. For them, they live their lives either in the right or in the wrong. But that's not how life is about. We grow, we learn, we fail, we struggle. I'm always fascinated by the stations of the cross via Dolorosa. How Jesus falls along the way. How he gets up. How he falls the second time. How he gets up. How he falls the third time. How he gets up. How he meets Simon of Cyrene. Who helps him to carry the cross. Because he himself cannot. How he meets Veronica. Who wipes his face. How he meets the women of Jerusalem. How he consoles them while they are consoling him. How he meets his mother. I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by what God is doing. I see the hand of God in the broken pieces of our lives. Now there are two sides. The Pharisees, it's right or wrong, black or white, but with God, is allowing us to grow through it. Is allowing us to learn from our mistakes. Is allowing us to become better at it. Which one do I aspire to? How do I treat others? How do I grow with others? It's dangerous to take the side of the Pharisees. There's nothing wrong with knowing the law. But we must also understand the spirit of the law. And in Colossians chapter 1, 
Paul brings us something beautiful. That it is Christ who has reconciled us to himself. To present us as holy and blameless before God. Not because we can do it on our own. But because God has already done it in Christ. But what is it that we ought to do? To remain steadfast in faith. To be hopeful in the gospel. To realize that which was preached to us. Is the only source of our salvation. This something that God has revealed to each and every one of us. For God so loved the world. That he gave us his only son. That whoever believes in him may not perish. But may have eternal life. For God did not come or bring his son into the world in order to condemn the world, but no, in order that the world may be saved through him. There's something powerful in that statement. So that we may be saved. So that God may bring us into the state Where originally we've always been before the fall of our forefathers. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.